Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Mitch, do you want to be back here next year? Yeah, I think um, I think I could definitely see myself back here next year. Obviously, a lot of that's out of my control, um, but it just it feels like home, and it feels like we have unfinished business. Um, and, and right now, I'm really just um, bummed about how the season being over and how the game went. So, a lot of emotions going on right now, but um, I, I can see. I can see that, but we'll, we'll see. There's a, there's a lot of things that got to happen and a lot of decisions that got to be made, and um, it's out of my control, but uh, I can see that. There it is, Alyssa. The first question to Mitchell Trubisky after the ball game is, hey, Mitch, do you want to be back? You know, it's just like, let's get right to it. Mitchell, do you want to be back next year? I, I just got a, I got a kick out of that. But as he said, a lot of emotions, right? The Bears season is over. We're heading into an off-season of uncertainty. I have some takes on Trubisky. I think I know exactly what he should do, and I want to talk about that. Uh, but how are you feeling right now? That was, I, I would say that was kind of a microcosm of the entire Bears season, right? Just so frustrating. They probably should have had a two-score lead at halftime. The way they played that game defensively, they showed me something on defense. I thought they responded early. And they just could not take advantage of any of the opportunities that they that they had Wims dropping the wide open touchdown and they settle for three points on the Taysom Hill fumble and then Trubisky running out of bounds before the marker on fourth down not having the awareness to know where that marker is when he scrambles to the sideline just go on and on and on I don't know so many things to just nitpick and be upset about but how are you feeling uh, a couple of days after the Bears season ends with a loss to the Saints Let, let's be real I don't I think they looked like a team that snuck their way into the postseason and had that extra, that extra wild card spot a little bit completely a little bit <laughs> this one i mean it, it's kind of crazy because i think back to the 2018 loss and how it was feeling just completely distraught after the double doink obviously and this one i, I was i remember i was watching the game with my dad and i remember driving home and i was like eh you know, it was like kind of just kind of summed up the whole season. It didn't yep. feel like they'd made the playoffs. It didn't feel like even if they had managed to beat the Saints, which they, they should have, let's be real, just because how bad New Orleans played in that game. I say, you know, they were going to get creamed by the Packers the following week. So I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe New Orleans did us a favor here. Maybe the Bears <laughs> did themselves a favor and not having to be humiliated by Green Bay for a third time this yeah, season. Saved but, us more pain, right? Saved us some pain. Seriously, except for, you know, the Javon wins drop. It felt that was the double doink of 2020. That was it. You know? When he dropped it that really ball, it's was. like, okay, that is just, <laughs> you just cannot, like the Bears just cannot take advantage of anything, right? I mean, of course they dropped that ball. Like it's the, the easiest catch of his life that he will make a hundred times out of a hundred and this is he drops it because they're in the playoffs and they have a chance to actually put the saints on their heels right it just that's just what it is it's crazy because he made the more difficult catch like a exactly. couple plays before yeah. and then he drops an easy touchdown and it just felt like yep this is the bears 2020 season in a nutshell they you know that would have completely changed the game the way the defense was playing like you mentioned ryan like the, we knew the defense had to have the game of their life i mean you know, they played pretty well to, to, to limit Drew Brees and that offense to start there. I mean, they were, I mean, they had a chance to go ahead in the third quarter, which was pretty incredible considering how bad the offense was in the first half. So the defense certainly did their job. They were out in the field 
quite an awful lot. The time of possession was just brutal. The Saints had the ball for like 38 minutes. Uh, you know, it's, you know, the Bears held in there. The defense held in there as long as they could, which we needed them to do. But then again, it, it kind of goes back to it never feels like Chicago's offense and defense can play well at the same time. And it felt like this was one of the games where the defense got back to it. And obviously the offense continue to struggle. I, I have my qualms, you know, my issues with Matt Nagy still. And then Anthony Miller, which I'm sure we'll talk about him. Sure, PJ yes. Gardner Johnson, he just like has it out. Is he going for the trifecta? He's, He's a go Bears for killer. Third Bears He's a Bears killer. He knows how to get guys out of the game. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And it, it just feels like, you know, it, you know, it feels like Anthony Miller and Javon wins. It just kind of feels like they should it feels like they might not be there next year. So then the Bears obviously looking towards the offseason. They need to figure out the receivers room, especially Allen Robinson. You know, he sounded uncertain about coming back. The Bears should have locked that down a long time ago. It just kind of felt like this is different than obviously the 2018 after that playoff loss where it felt like after that loss, the future was bright, right? The Super Bowl window was still open. Mm-hmm. It felt like 2019 was going to be their year. It was the 100th year of the Bears franchise and even after last year with 2019 it didn't feel you know necessarily like super optimistic but it didn't feel like this where you just don't know what is going to happen and it just feels like where do you go from here it feels like the band is about to break up oh I'm with you 100% it is a season of uncertainty there's no doubt you wrote about it on Bears Wire I think today there's 30 free agents on their list that this team is going to be changing a ton, and we still don't know about the GM, the head coach. We think they'll probably be back, right? But we don't know. There's still time. They still could move on from Matt Nagy. I mean, it, this was not a good way to end the season, getting blown out at home by the Packers and then having this showing against the Saints where, I agree with you, Alyssa, they at least should have been in that thing all the way through. They should have been leading going into the second half and really a ball game all the way through. And if they lose, they lose. But th- that was kind of embarrassing the way it played out. And I think as we go into 2021 now, into the off season, and just for some quick housekeeping notes here, this is our final 2020 season podcast. Episode 20, Alyssa. So we've, we've made it 20 weeks. Aww. It has been a blast. It has been a blast. So we're wrapping up the season this week, but we will be back in March to start talking off season, bigger picture stuff free agency draft so we're excited about that so we'll be back in march but for the time being this is going to be our wrap-up show for the 2020 season and i think the leadoff is trubisky and robinson right those are your two top free agents those are the two biggest decisions i think the bears have to make and i agree with you with robinson right like they (laughs) they couldn't get the deal done last offseason when he wanted to be here and now you let this thing you put it off and now he's a free agent and the price tag just went way up and your cap situation is getting even tighter with the uh, salary cap getting lowered this season because of the pandemic. So I think it's going to be hard to retain Allen Robinson. Maybe they go all in for him. I actually think they should. I think he's your best player. But uh, we could talk about that. But I think Trubisky, he talked about on the podium, Melissa, we played that clip to start the show. He talked about how he feels like it's home and he wants to be back. I don't think he should be back. I, I don't think he should want to come back, I should say. I think the organization told all of us all we need to know about how they feel about Mitchell Trubisky. First of all, they don't pick up his fifth-year option way back in May, right? They signed Nick Foles. They couldn't wait to bench Trubisky, right? They waited for the first sign of trouble in that Atlanta game. They bring in Foles, and they bench Trubisky. They wait for a Foles injury when Foles was playing like hot garbage and finally bring Trubisky back. 
And then I thought in this ball game, they just don't trust him, do they, Alyssa? They're afraid. They're terrified to put the game in his hands. And this was a game against the Saints where you couldn't go out and establish the run and do the bootleg and play action game and that thing. You just could not do that against the Saints. No one runs the ball against the Saints. I'm not surprised in the least that Montgomery only had 30, 31 yards rushing because nobody runs for 100 yards against the Saints. It just doesn't happen. They shut down the run. The only chance the Bears had was to give Trubisky the keys and pray. That's what I thought. You know, they're big underdogs, biggest underdogs of the weekend. Just give him the ball, hit him the keys, and pray. Pray he has a game and you can knock off the Saints. And they were terrified of him. Case in point being that two-minute drive at the end of the first half where they have the ball around the 20-yard line and they just say, nah, let's just run the clock out and we'll take the ball to start the third quarter. I know I was freaking out on Twitter. Everyone is freaking out on Twitter like, they just don't trust him. They just, they're just they so scared of something bad happen that they just won't hand him the keys. And if I'm Trubisky, Alyssa, why do I want to come back? I'd rather just go to free agency and see what I can get elsewhere. Oh, absolutely. And it kind of felt like someone forgot to tell Matt Nagy that there is no game next weekend unless you win. Because, you know, again, playing awfully scared and taking the ball out of his hands, it really reminded me of his rookie year with John Fox and Dow Loggins and how they went. They did They went out of their way to take the ball out of his hands and did not let him do much. I think there was one game he threw the ball seven times. It just (laughs) felt like they didn't trust him. But now that was when he was a rookie. He's in year four now. And that tells you everything that you need to know about how they feel about Trubisky. And that doesn't seem like it's going to change. Look, I can't fathom having to deal with Nick Foles next year as they're developing a young guy. I really can't like, that, that, that was the one reason why I wanted to bring Trubisky back on like a one-year deal because at least it's exciting with him, right? It's exciting. It's not boring. You don't, you're not going to have like our, our, our poor Nick Foles standing like a statue back there and then looking like a wounded deer running, trying to run away from it. Yes, you know, my, hopefully that's my favorite, better, Alyssa but... quote, my favorite Alyssa <laughs> quote of the year was you saying that he runs like a wounded deer. Uh, that's still, I laughed out loud when I was editing that podcast later that night. I laugh out loud every time I listen to it back and every time you say it, again i i love that thing the wounded deer <laughs> thing but go on i'm sorry that i just yeah we that. don't want the wounded deer ryan i mean Trubisky made it a little exciting no. i think we we've agreed both of us agreed that neither of them are the answer and they're going to be stuck in purgatory until they get a quarterback which obviously they're going to go out and draft one they need to whether it's ryan pace or someone else doing it but back to trubisky i mean like you said why does he want to be here why does he want to be in this situation because let's be real the only way that he is back is if matt nagy and ryan pace are back and why would you want to go back into a situation where this coach, first or GM, doesn't decline your fifth-year option? They trade for somebody else. You win the job. They bench you. Your coach benches you after three weeks, the first sign of trouble. And just how they – he talked about how he felt kind of like neglected a little bit and ignored. And then basically Matt Nagy's been using Trubisky as a scapegoat. And, like, why do you want to put yourself in a situation like that? You see what Ryan Tannehill is able to do when, he, you know, getting away from a situation, going to another team, finding success. He needs to find someone that knows what to do with him because you can win with Trubisky. He's, you're not going to win because of him, but if everything's kind of going right around him, you can win with him. And so I think if I'm Trubisky, I want to get the hell out of Chicago fresh start and you know Allen Robinson surely wants to do the same (laughs) (laughs) yes I think he's made that clear in his social media throughout the season and he just got more cryptic and cryptic as the year went on and and I'm not surprised he's non-committal now his price tag went way up Alyssa he had himself a, a year he probably should have been a pro bowler I know he didn't make it but he had a great season, and really, when you shut down Allen Robinson, the Bears had a hard time moving the ball. <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty obvious, but 
No, I disagree with you 100%. I thought that was a good comp, that Ryan Tannehill comp to Trubisky. Like, even look at a guy like Nick Foles. Like, they were horny to get Foles in the lineup, right? They couldn't wait to put Foles in. Why? Because they went and got him in the offseason. They wanted him. So that's the first point for Trubisky, right? Like, go see if you, even if it's a small, even if you're signing a short-term, low-money deal, like you're going to get with Chicago anyway. A team bringing you in wants you. They, they've actually identified you as a talent and think you have a chance and they want to develop you and they want you. So when they bring you in, you might have a chance to compete or get in a game like Foles did, you know? Like Trubisky coming into the season, it was like, oh, do, do we like you? No, no we, we, we want to replace you, but we're going to give you the starting job, but we, we can't wait to replace you. It was this like awkward, awkward thing. He was always in limbo, right? So absolutely, I think Trubisky has to move on. And I guess... The other question is, the elephant in the room and the number one free agent is Robinson. Do you think they go all in on him, Alyssa? Would you want Pace to just do whatever it takes to get him, even if it means giving him a big-time, you know, star receiver kind of deal? I want them to because just imagining this offense without Allen Robinson, like Darnell Mooney is I don't want to. He's going (laughs) to – I don't want to because it's awful. Like, just the thought – like, it's – I can't imagine, like, because then that means you bring Anthony Miller and Javon Williams back most likely, too. And, like, I can't imagine it. And, and if you want to bring Trubisky back and have him deal with that, you're not going to get any better of a result unless you have Robinson. But, you know, like we said, like, they had a chance to lock him down. And I remember uh, the media talked to Robinson and was even asking about what his future could hold. And he was like, anything's on the table. Everything's on the table right now. I like so, that. you know, it sounds like he's thinking elsewhere because also – I mean, in a way, it could have been a blessing in disguise for Robinson, not obviously the Bears, that they just, you know, muddled this entire situation because now he's he's like, okay, well, this offense is going nowhere. Maybe I can go to a team with an actual quarterback, with an actual offense that has a chance to win where when I find success, I will finally get that Pro Bowl recognition. You know, I think they should go all in. But again, I don't know if it's going to be Ryan Pace there because I know it's been kind of quiet coming out of Hallis Hall, but then there are reports that everyone's on edge right now about what's going on because no one's jobs are safe. It's like you don't even know what's going on with, you know, with the with the GM. So I do I wish they would go after him. I know the cap it's the cap situation that's gonna be difficult. But Ryan Pace, if he is the GM, he's found ways to get around that before. And he is the best offensive player you have I don't understand unless you're going into rebuilding mode why you wouldn't lock them down. I think n- nobody should feel safe. And as you, I think you tweeted, Alyssa, you were, and you might have just been a little bit hot after the game, not happy after that performance. But you said time to clean house. I think you said you know you were you were done with it, and everyone should be on edge. I think there's no one, Neggy, Phillips, Pace, everyone should be on edge. That's the way it should be. We should talk about that. Let's mm-hmm. do that coming up. Also. What should the Bears do at quarterback? So we agree that Trubisky should want to move on, and I think he's just a good guy, and he's saying the right things. But I think deep down he knows it's over in Chicago. Uh, that's probably He was probably bummed out about that the most. He knows it's over there. So what should the Bears do? They have Foles. What should they do at quarterback? Let's get into that as well. But first, here's some sports betting advice. We'll be right back. <laughs> It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, joined by Jeff Clark to break down the NFC Divisional Round game this weekend between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. The Saints three and a half point home favorites minus 105 odds to win by at least four points the bucks 
getting three and a half points on the road, minus 115 odds for them to cover. Jeff, who are you taking in the battle of Tom Brady and Drew Brees? Give me Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. I'll lay the three and a half. Uh, This is shaping up to be a pros versus Joes game with more of the money coming in on the Saints, but more of the tickets or bets being placed on the Buccaneers. The money column is generally the sharp side. Also, I think the Saints are a more well-rounded team. They... Uh, Michael Thomas is the reigning offensive player of the year. Alvin Kamara is in the conversation for 2020 offensive player of the year. And their defense, I believe, is more stout than Tampa Bay's. I'm on the other side of that. Give me the Bucks with the... I think they, even, they may even win outright. Plus 140 money line bet. Brady looked great last week against a very good Washington pass rush. He'll have a little bit easier time against the Saints this week. Give me the Bucks. All right, Alyssa, so assuming Trubisky moves on, we have a fine backup quarterback in Nick Foles, right? That's who we have. Nick Foles is a good backup. He's fine as a backup, funny guy, good leader, not your starter. We learned this year he's not the starter. He's not. He can't be the starter. So what should the Bears do? There's some options. Now, we've all had fun with the Deshaun Watson rumors, right? And that's a thing. And we can have fun on our podcast about this as well. So Deshaun Watson signed this crazy deal to stay with the Texans. And I thought he was an idiot for doing it. I'm like, why would you tie yourself to the Houston Texans? And now he's ready to get out of town, right? He's demanding a trade. He, he wants out. And everyone's saying, oh, please come to the Bears. I know the Broncos fans are like, please come to Denver. There's a couple teams on that list that make sense. And I think the Bears make a lot of sense. Do you think there's any chance in hell that the Bears would go out there and trade three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson or throw Khalil Mack into a deal with a bunch of first-round picks and, and other draft picks and other capital and try to get Deshaun Watson into Chicago. Any type of hope in the world for that? I would do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. Because, Even Mack? Uh, I would. Oh, I think man, on defense. But I, I would. I know it's, it's hard. I mean, I'd give it like the three first-rounders. I, I, I feel like because especially with Ryan Pace, who his lone good first round draft pick is Roquan Smith. So what did you do with your first rounders anyway? Just, just, just waste them and waste money. Just don't give him the chance to screw that up anymore. Just just trade you the just first round. Don't rounders. give him the chance. But then if you're Deshaun Watson, it's oh, like, okay. uh, I don't want to go to the team where the guy just didn't even, but they didn't even bother to talk to me. They didn't think I had it in me. Like, I don't know, but I would do whatever it takes because they, you can't win a Super Bowl unless you have the quarterback. That is the issue. I know there are a lot of issues, but having someone like Deshaun Watson, who is a proven star in this league, because you look at what he's done in Houston, this year is the perfect example. He had nothing, and he's still like one of the best quarterbacks in the league with nothing. And then you put him on uh, the Bears' offense, which obviously they had Allen Robinson. The thought of Deshaun Watson throwing Allen Robinson makes my heart just jump. I don't think we're going to see it, but the idea it's a long shot incredibly happy just just like imagine what that would look like but i i would be completely all in on the bears going after a quarterback because that has just been the one thing that is just you know completely eluded them over their 101 years uh of existence like i i think that they they should consider it but then i, I was thinking and i'm like well if they you know kind of move on from ryan pace bring in a new gm go after watson just kind of like you know shake things up a little bit but you know, at this point, I'm just hoping, Ryan, because the Bears need a quarterback. That's all I want. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's the pipe dream scenario. And here's a more realistic one. Does Ryan Pace want to try again in this draft, right? Draft a quarterback in this draft. So the Bears are going to pick at number 20 after losing in the playoffs. 
And there's a possibility that quarterbacks that are pretty highly touted, like BYU Zach Wilson or Trey Lance from North Dakota State are going to be there. You know, guys that are, you know, expected to be mid to late first rounders. What do you think? Should the Bears invest a first round pick this year and try again and, and then try to do the whole rookie quarterback and Nick Foles thing and learning under Foles? Like, is that our is that the most realistic option? It kind of feels like it is. Yeah, it, it kind of it depends who's available, because there are a lot of teams obviously higher up that I could see them drafting a quarterback. So it depends who's left right? right so i mean yeah. i i'm assuming zach wilson's gonna be gone i assume trey lance is gonna be gone and, and you know barring the bears trading up and ryan pace has been known to do this that is my biggest fear of him trading back up and taking a quarterback <laughs> and it being the wrong right. one again he might have to move um, he might have to move up he, so yeah we'll that's see. the thing unless you know obviously you know there there will be some that would be there you know left there so I don't know. I, I definitely think that they'll draft a quarterback in this draft, and whether it's the first round remains to be seen. So depending on who's available, if one of those top guys is still available there, when it comes to pick 20, I think they, I could see them taking him. If not, they should go offensive tackle uh, and then draft somebody, a developmental guy in the second round. But they, they need to draft a quarterback. Ryan Pace came to Chicago, and one of the first things he said is that, you know, you should be drafting a quarterback every year. Ryan, guess how many times that Ryan Pace has drafted a quarterback? Just Trubisky. Just Trubisky. <laughs> so, I'm so, I'm so he just kind of went against his own advice there. So, I mean, if Pace is back, you obviously they're drafting a quarterback. It's just a matter of where. Well, I just hope that Nick Foles wasn't their, like, big plan. Like, oh, we got the guy. It's Nick Foles. He won a Super oh, Bowl, God, right? Like, so we, we know that he is a backup or a very short bridge quarterback. We learned that in painful fashion this year. Uh, so, okay, so let's move on to some of the other positions. We mentioned that the Bears have this long, long list of free agents, and it goes well beyond just Trubisky and Allen Robinson, right? Uh, everyone's favorite player, Corderell Patterson, who taught – Millions of children around the world, the F-bomb during this broadcast, right? Corderell Patterson. <laughs> he oh, swears it wasn't him, but I, yeah, right. swears, you but right I there. saw his lips move. He was right there. You stop it, Corderell Patterson. That was you. Uh, so he's a free agent, you know, and there's a lot of guys like Cairo Santos, the kicker, who the Bears actually got a kicker. He's kind of he he's one of their most consistent players all season, I think. He's a free agent. They probably want to sign him. And there's some other interesting ones. Like, I think, like, a 27-year-old Mario Edwards, right? The defensive end, he made less than a million dollars this season. He's kind of a good little guy that – he's a guy that they should probably keep around and should be able to get a deal done with. So when you look at this, like, laundry list of players, Alyssa, who who do you think will definitely be back? Who do you think their top targets are? And who do you think are, are probably joining Allen Robinson and moving on? <laughs> I definitely think that you have to start in Cairo Santos. I mean, you know, you finally found a kicker. He might be your favorite player. Gold. He's your favorite player. He, this year. Really? And it's crazy. Like my favorite player is a kicker, which just does not make sense <laughs> considering like where we've been since 2016. So, I mean, definitely, I think you have to obviously lock down Cairo Santos. Bye-bye, Eddie Pinheiro. You're hitting the open market. Yes. One of their exclusive rights free agents, Alex Bars, because I think that he'd be a, he'll be a good depth piece with that offensive line coming back. That interior is going to be set with Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, and Sam Mustafer at center. And I think that Bars will be good depth. Now they have to figure out the tackles. So, I mean, I definitely think bringing him back, you know, there's a lot of – some of the defensive linemen, I think, that were good reserves. And that's something that this Bears team, you know, defense has been able to do. They've been really solid 
on the defensive line, bringing some of those guys back. Like you said, Mario Edwards, Brent Urban. So, you know, there's a lot of guys on this list. Like you said, uh, I'm scrolling through it again because I can't remember it offhand. It's so Sean too, Gibson's it's another too one. It's too long. Yeah. You have to memorize it. really is. Thing. I remember like I was sitting back to do this and I'm like, okay, so I have like what, 16, 30. And I'm like, okay, this is going to take a while. <laughs> like they have a lot because they signed a lot of those one year prove it deals to some of these guys last year. And even guys like Artie Burns, a quarterback that never got to play because he was hurt. Uh, so like there are some guys that, you know, are going to be free agents that I think that they could take a look at. I think Sherrick McManus will be back. He's a good special teamer. They'll sign him to an affordable deal. You look at Barkevious Mingo, who he was decent, you know, and, you know, backing up Mac and um, Quinn. So there are just so many Dion Bush. They need to lock down safety. Obviously, um, I still think Tashawn Gibson just like had a great game uh, against the Saints and he's had a decent season. I could see them locking him down. You know, I think they could move on. Ray Robertson Harris, I think, will hit the open market um, defensive end. But, I, you know, he's been a great player, and he obviously got hurt. So that, you know, kind of stung. I really want Cordero Patterson back. If they can get him an affordable deal, like, they're not going to be able to afford him at $5 million a year. But if they can lock him down for an affordable deal, I mean, obviously, I would want him back. I think he would want to come back. It just makes sense, Ryan, right? It the does. Bears, you know, kick returners, like that's the one thing they do. They don't what they what they lack in quarterbacks, they make up for in kick returners. So he's a good I mean, fit, bring Patterson you, back. I agree though. <laughs> Five million is too much for Patterson. It is. He, you know, he does a lot of different things and he can you know, he's kind of a Swiss army knife out there, but come on, five million a year for Patterson. Let's like let's be honest. We can't pay him like he's a uh, a, a real receiver out there. Like let's be honest with ourselves. So hopefully they can get that done because he's he is a guy that I like. He's a former Patriot too, you know. I remember the Patriots used to hand him the ball like a running back too and I used to bang my head against the wall <laughs> what are you doing so yeah there's so many interesting question marks and storylines and we'll be following it here as we get into the offseason and I, I don't know I just kind of want to leave it here I, I think Matt Nagy is probably going to be back that's just my gut feeling I think the reports over the last few weeks were that he was safe and the Bears had done enough late in the season and had you know turned it around after losing six in a row made the playoffs and that was going to be enough but they got to figure out how to get a swagger back, Alyssa, right? They just don't have that thing. They don't have that identity. Whereas I look at the last two weeks against Green Bay and against the Saints, these two turnovers that the Bears defense came out. Well, one of them was special teams, right? The Tavon Austin fumble on the punt return against Green Bay, where the Bears get the ball deep in the territory. It's one of those game swinging kind of plays and the Bears settle for three points, right? And then against the Saints, the Saints are kind of dinking around because I think, let's be honest, Sean Payton was kind of holding his cards close to the vest, trying not to give the Buccaneers any anything really, and he was messing around with the Bears, and he's got Taysom Hill dropping back like he's Drew Brees, and the Bears get a strip, and they come up with a fumble, it's just a huge play, it's a close game, and they have a chance, and they settle for three points, and it's just so frustrating every time that happens, right? They have got to figure out how to get a swagger and a killer instinct and to when teams screw up like that they punish them for it that's what the best teams in football do that's what the teams that are left standing right now do and that's what the bears just cannot do and that's probably the most frustrating part about watching this team throughout the season i don't know how they figure it out i don't know if that is a direct link to Negi and his fault i kind of i definitely blame him for most of it He's got to figure that out, and the team's got to figure that out. They have got to get a swag back because right now they just look like they, they're just kind of I don't know, going through the motions at times and just lost. They don't really know who they are. So I'm hoping this offseason and into next year we can somehow figure that thing out.
Yeah, they're stuck in mediocrity. It just feels like it's the same thing over and over again. And like yeah. you, I have a gut feeling that Nagy's going to be back. Like, it's just he seemed way too, you know, comfortable at that post-game press conference. <laughs> I think, like, if anyone, it's going to be Pace. Like, I just feel like – and there were rumors. I know Brad Biggs from the, the Tribune was talking about how they were looking at um, – I think there there were rumors about the Bears maybe looking at one of the guys from Kansas City and bringing him in, yeah. and then there's the Nagy connection, and then it's just like I have a gut feeling that he's going to be back. But like you said, I just feel like the Bears. I'm not going to blame everything on Nagy because obviously quarterback. It's the quarterback. If you have the quarterback, you're going to be good. But obviously, a lot of it falls on him for his just stubbornness to adapt his offense to fit his players. I think that he. I like Matt Nagy, the head coach. You know, he's still he's still learning on the job at times, especially in situational football and how to manage clock management like that definitely still needs some work. But I like him, the head coach and what he can do for morale. The team never quit on him, Ryan, during a six game losing streak. True. I was convinced that I, they were done. I think that saved his job. I do. I think the I, response I think saved his job. Yes, absolutely. And I just I feel like and I just feel like we're going to repeat this season unless they get to Sean Watson, which is not going to happen unless they land the quarterback. They go out and get Dak Prescott, which isn't going to happen. Like I just I just foresee the same stuff happening again. And then Nagy gets fired next year. And then we're back to where we are right now, Ryan, a year from now. And nothing has changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I just feel like that's going to be the, it's the same old story. And until like something changes until they get the quarterback, I mean, it's just going to be the same thing for the Bears, unfortunately. So, you know, yeah, going into this offseason, not a lot of optimism, kind of expecting more of the same. But I don't know. There's still some rumblings that people are on edge at Hallis Hall. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. When we reconvene in March, we'll see what's going on. I'm sure there'll be plenty that happens over the next month and a half. So and we'll have to see. And I think you nailed it right on the head. They are stuck in mediocrity. They, they are the definition of that. They were 8-8 eight and eight in the regular season, the last team in the playoffs. So by virtue of that, you get a kind of a crappy draft pick. You don't really have a planet quarterback. We're not sure what they're doing there. And when you don't have a quarterback, but you're still good enough to be 8-8 eight and, eight and and make the playoffs when you really don't have a chance to contend in the playoffs, that is the worst place to be in the NFL. The worst. It's hard to build a team that way. When you're good enough to be 8-8, eight and eight, but you're not good enough to contend and you don't have the quarterback figured out. So... So many questions going into the offseason, but I got to say this bear season, Alyssa, has been a freaking blast. I'm sorry. It has. It's been a roller coaster storylines galore. Uh, Bears fans, Bears Nation ha- has been unbelievable. They devoured our podcast. We love you all for it. We got great listenership. Uh, so I'm so appreciative to uh, Bears fans. And I think part of it was just because the Bears are so freaking interesting this year with the with the quarterback controversies and the winning streak and then the losing streaks and and everything in between right it was kind of a blast it was disappointing at the end and very frustrating I I thought to see them go out there and just not play their best game in the biggest game of the season is how can you not as a fan be so freaking pissed about that you have to be so we're all we're all upset and frustrated right now as we should be but at the end of the day this was an entertaining football season for the bears. And I had a, a blast talking about it with you every week. Yeah, this is, it's, it's been fun talking it out. It's been like our little therapy sessions, you know, like you said, it felt like three different seasons that we got to watch, Ryan. So it, it was like a soap opera, you know, just like kind of week after week. It was. And, you know, I do appreciate all of our listeners, you know, you know, joining us every week and, you know, listening to our therapy sessions. Sometime I still remember fondly our Nick Foles episode where we just kind of talked 
great things about him as a person and then he came out and stuck it up and <laughs> our mad Matt Nagy like we had our we had our moments Ryan <laughs> we did we did yeah no the whole the whole thing was we love Foles the guy but as a quarterback he kind of blows so that was our whole thing and uh, it turned out to be true uh, unfortunately <laughs> so yeah it was a good run it was a good ride I enjoyed the hell out of it, and now I think this offseason is, is going to be just as interesting. This team is going to look – I just think it's going to look a lot different next year, but how different? Is it going to be the front office that looks different? Is it going to be the roster that looks different? Like, what is it going to be? I guess we got to wait, Alyssa, and until we, we jump back on here in March, the first week of March is when we'll return and start talking about 2021, and we'll start talking about free agency. That's right around a couple weeks before free agency officially begins in the NFL. So uh, – I can't wait, and uh, I don't know, Alyssa. You want you want the final word on this on this Bears season as we uh, as we kick it for the next month and a half. Enjoy some football, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy some playoff football. It's over. Yeah, yeah. the suffering is over. <laughs> enjoy enjoy some playoff football. That's not the Bears, and uh, we'll talk to you all again in March. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.